Welcome on into another episode of Betting the High Line, your go-to destination for all of your picks, parlays, plays, and analysis around the beautiful game. I'm Thomas Viola. Joining me, as always, Taylor Wilson, the man from Bogota. Taylor, how are you doing today? Tom, put an Avicii song on in the club, throw on some Rihanna, party like it's 2012, Chelsea about to win the Champions League. Let's go. Oh, someone is riding high off of their victory over Sevilla. And, you know, I'm happy as well because I remember we talked about it on the Champions League mini pod. And I said, I don't know. I got a feeling this one's going over. So I took the over. Thankfully, I got over two. And, of course, Pulisic, the Lord and Savior, hits us with one late assist that gets us over the top. Yes, sir. Absolutely Brought in some nice energy it. there late. And that was a classic uh, a Thomas Viola, Taylor Wilson middle where I, I get uh, half of my unit to push, half of it to hit uh, on the under uh, play there. So, you know, I, overall, I mean, I, I got that Chelsea money line. I think overall we did uh, all right there in the midweek in Champions League. Certainly better than our best bets uh, last weekend uh, here in England, right? That is right. Didn't uh, Two weeks ago, we went a combined 6-0, and I believe. Yep. Not this this time. week, not so much. We went a combined one and five. <laughs> um, I got the sole win thanks yep. to the absolute slam dunk that was the Aston Villa under. Uh, other nice. than that, Spurs money line not going to go through. They, of course, lost that game to Arsenal. And Chelsea somehow managed to draw leads. Yeah, I so I, I have the just the the honor to go 0-3. Um, real banner stuff from me. Chelsea finishing nil-nil. That was a game that if you're on the total there, I don't care if you're on the under or over, you were actually kind of sweating it through a lot of it. Even though it finished nil-nil, there were a ton of opportunities and somehow no goals in that game. Um, but yeah, Chelsea money line failed miserably there. Uh, I had the under 2.75 in the North London Derby, so I get half of that back, but I'm going to count it. Uh, as a loss there on the three goal total, because um, I, I I simply missed on that. I think we were both a little bit off in that game. I like Spurs as far as a side as well. Uh, didn't put them in best bets, but I, I can understand your logic there. I just two teams that j- just constantly both Arsenal and Spurs. I don't care what part of North London you're in. Those two teams are experts in not living up to expectations. So good job for both of them. Uh, Arsenal did get the win there. Uh, and then I had the over uh, two and a half in Manchester United West Ham. That finished one nil uh, and missed miserably there. So overall, I'm uh, twelve and fifteen uh, minus three and a quarter units. So could be worse, but not great. I am eleven fifteen and one for minus uh, pretty much four units, four point oh seven. But we'll round that down to four. So needless to say, the best bets have been rough. However, I feel <laughs> like we have been making more money with our leans lately. I definitely am coming back up overall on the soccer record. So I'm happy about that starting to claw back into it. I think things are starting to settle down and we're starting to see a little more predictable action. So, of course, that means it's time for us to veer away from the Premier League for a weekend because we have FA Cup fixtures going on. And at least at this stage in the competition, you're no longer asking who are the teams that actually really want to be there. That's going to benefit us. You know that everybody who's in this competition is putting out their best lineup or in the case of Sheffield, putting out a lineup. And that's all you can really ask for at this stage. Those games are going to be at least a little more predictable and you'll be able to play them more like league games. 
as opposed to some of the earlier rounds. But right now, let's kick things off, Taylor, in the Premier League. We have four games in action this weekend. However, one of them might not get to you guys by the time this podcast drops Friday at 1 p.m. So if you're listening before then, congratulations. You get this bonus play. Fulham plus 155. Leeds plus 175 on the road. And the draw at plus 240. I, I kind of like Fulham, but honestly, in this game, I am just staying away. Maybe I'd look at the under, but even then, there is nothing here that's really calling out to me. How about you, Taylor? Yeah, this is a nice treat for our most loyal listeners. Whenever the episode drops, those that are waiting uh, by their pair of headphones to listen to us uh, will get this play. Um, I actually quite like a play in this, Tom. Uh, you mentioned the under, and I think I'm more bully on it than you are. Under two and a half at minus 122 is what I'm eyeing here. Now, Fulham coming off of a 3-0 loss to Man City. We know what happens in those city games. I kind of put those as outliers for anything. I mean, the Before, fact that it was 3-0, the fact that it was only 3-0 speaks to Fulham's defense. And I think all three happened in the second half, right? So that, that game was kind of tight for a while. Um, eight games in a row involving Fulham before that hit under two and a half. Five of Leeds' last seven have also gone under two and a half. Now, the Leeds side of this is what scares you because – those totals have been notoriously inconsistent this season, but we're finally starting to see a little bit of a pattern with them. And oddly, it's the under, considering that when these teams first played earlier this year, Leeds won that game 4-3 in an absolute barn burner in one of the first weeks of the season, maybe the first week, first couple of weeks uh, for sure. Remember that first month of this year was like, yeah, we have to just hammer over, 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 over and everything. It's now a completely different world. I haven't taken an over uh, maybe more than once in a match week in over a month, probably. And I'm going under again here. I, I think the trends point in that direction. We know how Fulham plays in particular. I could see a 1-1 draw. I could see a 1-0 win either way. Um, you know, I, do I love laying the minus 122? Maybe not, but I think that's the smartest play. So under two and a half here. This really feels to me like that Friday game between two mediocre sides. They're not quite bad. Fulham is looking to get out of the relegation fight, and I think that they will be able to do so. I, I, I agree with you. I, I see this game being one that just kind of plays itself out, and we're not going to quite get any bangers or spectacular moments, and that bodes well towards an underplay. That's why I said that I was leaning there, and you've got the stats that back it up. I'm going to be inclined to agree with you on that one. Don't think it'll be one of my best bets, but I think I'll tell you on it. Let's move over to the game between... Well, a team that's been frustrating for us to handicap, to say the least, this season, and a team that has just been downright putrid. Brighton minus 152, the draw plus 250, and on the road, Newcastle plus 540 as the dogs. I mean, I, I feel like you have to lean Brighton here, if anything, and I'm, I'm liking Brighton in the under, but we've been liking the under in so many games recently. Taylor, what do you think? I mean, that's exactly where the numbers and the logic would point. Both of those plays, the under and Bryden. Um, I, I will say, like, there's this weird thing where Bryden have gone over in three of the last four. But if you – I mean, those those games are just classic examples of where the XG is half of what the actual score is. It's just Bryden season in a microcosm. Uh, just j – I, I need to pretty much stay away from most games involving Bryden at this point. So frustrating. I definitely wouldn't recommend putting actual U.S. dollars on them uh, in terms of a side. I do like that under, though. I think two and a quarter is a, a number that's been profitable for me lately. You're laying minus 115. 
Um, if you want to wait for lineups here, there's a lot of significant injury stuff for Newcastle. Almiron, St. Maximin, Caleb Wilson, possibly all still hurt. If that's the case, you know, I can't fault you for taking Brighton, but don't say I didn't warn you. This is a team that has frustrated gamblers all year, as we know on this show. So I'm just going to stick with the under, not have to worry about a side here, under two and a quarter. This is going to be a really pivotal game, though, because you look at look at the table right now, one point separating these teams. They're in 16th and 17th, and Fulham is just six back of Newcastle. Granted, both these teams have the game in hand because, of course, it is this game coming up. I don't know, though. Do you think that the loser of this game gets caught by Fulham? I think I think Newcastle could get caught by Fulham a little bit more than Brighton. I, I know that <laughs> the results aren't panning out with that, but Brighton does have more talent than some of those teams below them. I still think they oof, most likely find a way to survive this division, but you know, it, it wouldn't shock me if they don't. I think Newcastle is just a much more gross situation at the moment, and they're not great with those players that I mentioned that are injured. Uh, without them, they are really, really bad to watch. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like we've been saying for weeks it's looking more and more like Newcastle's going down. They have rattled off some draws lately. I think it's three in a row. So if you're, yeah, if you're someone who likes betting the draw, I think this is an interesting draw game. Um, it's a game that both teams need to win, which we know how those go in those relegation six pointers that ends up just being a draw and kind of useless for both sides. So that wouldn't shock me. The price isn't bad on that. If you're someone who doesn't mind betting the draw out of the three ways on the money line, that's probably where I would go, but uh, I'm sticking with just under. I also definitely, I, I definitely love the under. I could see if, if, if there was going to be a winner, it would be Brighton. But I, I could I, I could agree with you here. I might sprinkle a little something on the draw because why not? That payout is so good. And this this definitely screams. I think the finish is either going to be 1-0, 0-0, or 1-1. I don't yeah. see it going over that. Going to have to see. By the way, just a quick correction here. I said that Fulham was six points back. They're two points back. I was I, I, I read the wrong number there. They are, in fact, two points back of Newcastle, which means that a win this weekend for Fulham and a loss for Newcastle could, in fact, see the, see the tunes in wow. the relegation zone. We will have to see about that. But right now, let's move over to West Ham versus Arsenal. West Ham plus 180 on the money line at home. Arsenal, a road favorite at plus 141 in the draw, plus 245. Where are you looking here, Taylor? Because I honestly really like West Ham in this game. Wow, we are aligned. We are aligned. I, I don't know if I'm maybe that as high on them as you are. Yeah, I don't love that. Um, I ju- This just feels like an Arsenal fall on their, fl- on their face moment, right? Coming, coming off high off the Spurs win. Now, I will say, the in some ways, the good thing, you know, knowing how Arsenal is, they did lose to Olympiacos in midweek, so that almost like gives me a little bit of voodoo back toward Arsenal. But I think especially having won that North London derby in the way that they did too, very emotional, come from behind win. I love fading Arsenal when they're confident. I really do. I, it's one of my favorite plays in soccer. Now, West Ham, for all the positives for them this year, they haven't been great uh, against the bigger teams. I, it kind of seems like they have because they'll often play well and not get the wins out of it. Against the current top six, one win, seven losses, one draw this season, Tom. So those are not good numbers. Uh, and I was actually pretty surprised to see that because it feels like they're always kind of hanging tough with teams. The good news here is Arsenal's not a top six team. 
No, they're not. They <laughs> so we don't have to worry a- about that. And in fact, I think it's actually the type of team that West Ham often does well against. Uh, I think their attack is going to cause a lot of problems in behind midfield for Arsenal. And, you know, it's a good price, plus 180. So I think we're aligned. I'm going West Ham money line. I mean, the, the other big factor for me is that Arsenal now has to come back from Europe and play this game on the Sunday on a short week for them after that emotional win versus Spurs. Yes, they got the loss, but they're still advancing in the Europa League. Spurs, however, not advancing after an absolutely putrid performance today. Can't believe that. I, I, I can't believe that one. And by that, I mean, I can completely believe that one. That is that is absolutely horrendous. What just another right as things were turning a corner for Tottenham. Yep. The positives are starting to come back now. The the Mourinho implosion is back. All the takes are back against Tottenham. They lose the North London derby, and here they have an opportunity to take to put home uh, Dinamo Zagreb after losing their manager to prison time thanks to a fraud charge there in Croatia. Everything in Spurs in Spurs camp. They didn't have Sun, which okay, you can use as as an excuse. They have a lot of other players. They started Harry Kane. They couldn't get it done. So uh, real solid implosion for them, and it's a good segue, I guess, into our next game involving Tottenham. You are very right because now they are going to be on the road to take on Aston Villa. They're going to be the road favorite once again, plus one thirty three. Villa two dollars five cents as the home dog, and the draw plus two forty. This is a battle of eight versus nine. I I'm inclined to like Villa here. Uh, Tottenham seems to the, Tottenham's been a streaky team all season. There was a point where it looked like they were going to win the league. There was a point where it looked like they were going to finish outside the top six, and now they had just started getting back into form, and now they're back on another slide. You're absolutely right. I, I think we have seen those trends from Spurs this season. The first thing you have to look at before betting this game in any way is what's the deal with Jack Grealish? Um, I, I think this is a, a pure wait for the lineup situation for me. I don't think he's going to play, but if Grealish does play and suddenly Villa looks like a Jack Grealish team, which they are completely different with him, then I, maybe I think about Villa or I don't touch. If Grealish doesn't play, I have to say this, Tom, I, after all the negativity I just put on Spurs, plus 133 does feel like a little bit of an overreaction. Like that's, that's a solid price for a team that's, that is better than Villa. Um, now they don't have Son, but you know, Kane and Bale have been bowling out. I would think about a plus Spurs price if Grealish doesn't play because I have not liked how Villa have looked at all without him. Uh, they've only won one of their last six. They've had a few draws in the mix too. You know, I, I don't think any of the numbers are great on this, and I think there's a lot of wait-and-see stuff. So I'm waiting for the lineup. It's all about Jack Grealish for me. And if he plays, it's probably just no touch at best. I don't think I'm taking Villa. I, I don't think I can take the Spurs in this one. I think that plus 133 number, that, that that's bait. I, the book, I, I feel like the books want you to take Spurs in this contest. By the way, our number's coming from DraftKings. Uh, full disclosure, we do not have any sort of paid agreement with them. They simply offer a large betting menu and are additionally available in multiple states. So we typically roll with their numbers because they just uh, gives us the most variety here for our listeners, the, mo- the biggest range of access. Taylor, let's move on to the FA Cup. We've got four matches coming up this weekend. Burnmouth plus 280, Southampton plus 108, and the draw plus 225. Are we finally betting the Saints again? I don't think so. Uh, I don't have a ton to add in this game. I'm not entirely sure that I bet this game at all. But 
You, you so tell me you is, don't want to sit down and watch Burnmouth Southampton <laughs> with money line on well, that. I, I wouldn't need to, um, especially on a March Madness weekend, but, you know, uh, soccer obsession uh, overtakes all. Um, I, this is a rivalry game. Technically, this is a derby down on the South Coast. That means a lot less without fans, as we've seen, um, you know, still means something probably to the players. I think you're absolutely right when talking about the FA Cup, Tom. We now know that all eight of these teams want to win this thing. You know, they can see the finish line. It's a real opportunity for silverware. At this point, it's a disappointment for any of these teams to kind of make it to this stage and not go all in and try to win this. Maybe, you know, a a team like uh, Man City is maybe the exception just in in that they have so much rotation. Chelsea, too, where they can just put a second team out. Um, But that doesn't mean that they don't want to win it. They still do. Plus 280 on Bournemouth uh, in a coin flip game based on what we've seen from Southampton over, over what, two, three months now, I don't hate. So, you know, in a 50-50 game, the best value I'm usually going to. I'd go the cherries uh, of Bournemouth at plus 280, if anything. But, again, I think this is a no-touch. I'm leaning no-touch more than anything, Tom. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you on the no-touch. I don't want any part of Bournemouth, but I don't want any part of Southampton either. And this is a game that, you know, we can be happy to stay away from, frankly – of the four games on this slate, there's only one that I'm really interested in taking a side, and we'll get to that game in a minute. But first, let's go to Goodison Park, where Everton is going to be a plus 850 home dog. And, of course, that means that they are out there playing against Manchester City, minus 335 on the road, the draw plus 450. Manchester City is a must-play team every week now, and this Everton game is no exception, which means that Everton is absolutely going to pull off some sort of ridiculous upset, and I'm going to be here partying next week. But oh, yeah. in the meantime, we have to look at it through the lens of betting on City as opposed to betting on the wackiness of Everton. And minus one and a half goals for City is minus 115. That's what we'd have to be looking at here, I think. That's what I'm taking. I expected to see that classic minus 145, minus 150 price on the one and a half. I was pleasantly surprised to see a better number than that. And I think that means you have to grab them. Now, I don't think, you know, at this point, what is City's starting lineup? It's similar to Chelsea in that there are 18 to 20 guys just constantly being rotated in. All of them are stars, if not superstars. So I, you know, I think they'll rest a couple of the guys that played in Europe in midweek, you know. But I, I don't think that's going to mean anything here. Um, if you wanted to bet like an Everton keep it close number, those are juiced uh, as well. Like Everton plus 1.75 is minus 136. I don't see why you would take that with City uh, comfortably beating most, most teams at this point by two or more goals. Looking at the head-to-head also, Tom, between these two teams, I'm sure you know this, six games in a row uh, Everton have lost against City going back to 2018. Five of those six they've lost by two or more goals. So, I mean, you know, those are, this is somewhat of a different Everton team, I guess, year to year, but there are a lot of those same city guys, same manager. That's a case where I'm willing to look at the head to head, particularly in the FA cup. Uh, All signs point to city. Don't overthink it. At this point, you have to be looking for a man city play every single game. Completely agree with you there. Even if it is Everton and they love to do weird things, this is not one of the times that it's going to happen. Also, James Rodriguez still not back. Ducore out for Everton as well for 10 weeks. This just, it, it, it's not happening for him. They have a lot of injuries right now, and this is not one of those games that they're going to be coming out and, and shocking the world and winning. I like the Man City minus a goal and a half. Your team now, Chelsea, 
Both of our teams still alive, and I have a feeling that your team is going to be the one advancing. Is there a minus 435 home favorite against Sheffield United? I think Sheffield's magic runs out here. 11 and a half to one to win this game straight up, Taylor. Yeah. Absolutely nuts numbers here. Yeah, just just put 10 units on the minus 435 and call it a day. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything on Chelsea uh, price-wise that I love here. I think the books are all over this, Chelsea, at this point. Um, you know, they're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. They're not a lock, but close to a lock for a top-four team, I think, in England. I think that's the kind of form they've been on in under Tuchel. Two goals conceded now in 13 games under Tuchel, a stat I will continue to rattle off. It's insane. Haven't given up, haven't conceded a goal uh, at home. This game is at home as well. Um, we talk about home away not mattering, but stats like that I think make sense to look at. I'm doing something I don't usually do, which is taking a total on a flat number uh, and going under three, just because I, I'm a little bit worried that Chelsea could open this up. Um, we've seen games where Chelsea should score three or four goals often under Tuchel, and they only score one. That Atletico game in midweek was a good example where yeah they got the second goal late it looked like for a while that was going to finish one nil in a game where Chelsea could have and should have scored way more I think this could be like a three nil Chelsea so I want a little bit of protection on three I'm laying minus 121 on that but ultimately I still think we're looking most likely at a Chelsea one nil Chelsea two nil win in a game where the XG says they should have scored way more goals I think they get another clean sheet against a poor attacking team in Sheffield United. So they'll help you on the under. Um, I don't really care what number you take. If you say you'd prefer an under two and a half, I understand that as well, but I think you have to go under here. I'm going under three. I like to push protection. I like the flat push protection in this one, because if Chelsea does open it up, you're right. I think they only get to three goals because they have struggled significantly. I mean, that, that Atletico game midweek should not have ended 2-0. That should have yeah. – I'm, I'm not saying they should have shut out Atletico because they had some great chances. That game should have gone over the total. I am still adamant about that, even if it was just because it was my play trying to be sharp for the week. That, <laughs> that game had a lot of great chances that went to waste, and I think you might see that more for Chelsea here in this one. But even if you have a lot of great chances to go to waste against Sheffield, you're probably putting two or three in the back of the net. And you know that Sheffield is not going to be helping you in this one. I like the flat under three here. Let's take the final game though. This is the one I like the most. And it's probably the most watchable of the bunch. Leicester city plus plus one ninety five at home, man, you plus plus one forty three on the road and the draw plus two thirty. wait for lineups. But in my opinion, if Manchester United is still going for this trophy, and I think they will, I think Ole wants a trophy here this season, preferably two if the Europa League can pan out. But I'm going Man United plus 143 should the lineups be what I expect. So Paul Pogba's back in the mix, um, played in Europe, United through to the Europa League quarters. I think that's going to be a competition they are very focused on but now they get a week off from it. So they're going to be able to, you know, put a little bit of attention into their domestic duties. I think they absolutely want to go out and win the FA cup as well. Um, <clears throat> that would be the side I would take. I'm actually looking at a total though, before I reveal it, some stats, um, only six total goals in, in United's last seven games, which is completely against what they've been doing in the macro on the season. Leicester, the total opposite 19 goals, uh, on the totals in their last seven games. The number is two and a half. You're laying minus 121. 
more than anything, Tom, I'm just sick of betting unders. I'm going to try an over here. I'm going to try an over. I think this feels like United, maybe 2-1, 3-1 winners. Um, I, I think somewhere in that range, I'm trying to find a United price that I like as well. I might just t- take them uh, in, in the same uh, realm that you are. Um, you know, Le- Leicester's such a weird team. Um, you know, we, we've talked about these injuries. If they can get Nacho going, he scored a hat trick in that last game that they won 5-0. That's a huge sign for them to pick up some of the, the slack. And Vardy can actually do some playmaking, and we know that he can score the goals. Last time these two teams played, it was 2-2 in a very open game. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going over. More than anything, I just want to bet an over. And I couldn't find another over I like this week, Tom. So uh, I think two and a half is a reasonable number. I don't love laying minus price. But, um, yeah, you know, I could see United win this 2-0 and, and it completely crushed me. But over two and a half minus 121, that's my play here. I'm liking that. I I, lo- I definitely like the over two and a half goals. That 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 is very reasonable for the, for a game that could very well see three to four goals in it. And I, I still think that United is my choice for a side here. You're getting a little bit of nice extra plus money. Again, we're going to wait on lineups for this. It's not going to go in my best bets because of that, because I want to see should they play their full should they play their full roster which i expect them to do then give me give, give me united in this one i think that leicester is a team that has been on the slide yes they have two wins in their last two games but they're against brighton and sheffield and before that they drew burnley and then their two previous games were arsenal and slavia and yeah. both were disasters for them but this is not this don't buy into the illusion this is not a team on the ascent right now Give me Manchester United, who has still been playing every bit like the best team in the Premier League that's not in their own city. I, I think you've talked me into it. Uh, I, don't, I don't actually know why, why I wouldn't do this. Leicester also hasn't beaten United in 13 games in a row in all comps. That's kind of the type of stat where you say it and then suddenly it changes uh, you know, the day after. But um, this series has been dominated by United. All the logic points to them. So, yeah, I'll probably go over and United uh, as, a, as a dual play here. Maybe even partly the two. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a possibility. If I did that, I would also take them separately for sure. Yeah. Got, got, yeah, yeah. got to add that in there. Now that's going to actually do it for the uh, English slate. So we're going to instead move on over to the Bundesliga because Taylor, you have some plays in there. Let's get on to it with your first one because you've got Bayern Munich versus Stuttgart. Bayern minus 435, Stuttgart plus 950, the draw six to one. I can already tell that you're definitely not playing a side in this game, or at least not a money line side. Not a money line side. I am doing a side though. And this is just one of the classics. Hammer Bayern every game, try to find a spread number that you like and let it let it rip and see what happens. And in this one, I'm going Bayern minus 1.75, laying minus 137. This is just pure Bayern is really, really good, and I want to profit on them. Um, I may wait for lineups as well, uh, assuming that I'm awake in time uh, for this one. I, um, you know, them coming off of a second leg game that didn't really matter to them in the Champions League means that I actually think they're going to get back to playing some of the some of the big hosses uh, this time around in the Bundesliga. I don't mind Stuttgart and they can put the ball in the back of the net as well. So I was looking at an over originally, but like if you go over three and a half, which is that classic Bundesliga over in games like this, 
you're laying minus 175, Tom. And, and I think in that case, I'd rather lay minus 137, uh, just taking Bayern on the spread than going over three and a half and having to rely on Stuttgart to do something on that as well. So, um, yeah, you know, not a best bet. I just think you got to be looking at Bayern plays and this makes sense in the quarter ball zone. Apologies to those of you that don't have quarter numbers available, but uh, I like Bayern minus 1.75 laying, uh, some juice minus 137. Now last week, Taylor, you told me to fade Schalke. You were all aboard the fade Schalke train and I didn't listen. I didn't play against you at all. I just forgot to play the game. And of course, Schalke goes out and loses five to nothing in what can only be described as yet another example of impressive levels of futility from what could be the worst team in Bundesliga history. <laughs> this week, they're taking on Munch and Gladbach. They're at home, not like it matters. They're six to one dogs. Gladbach minus 215 in the draw plus 340. Are we back on fade Schalke again? So let's say this Schalke, just one win. In 25 in the Bundesliga this year, not a great stat there. They also are on uh, now 11 games in a row without a win. There have been some draws sprinkled in there. But here's the the catch to all of this, Tom. Okay. Munching Gladbach have fallen off a cliff. Um, This was a team that was very much in the mix for top four earlier in the year. They did really well to get out of a tricky Champions League group. I think that'll ultimately end up being the peak of their season making it to the round of 16 in the Champions League because they've lost seven in a row. They've lost eight of their last nine. Earlier in the year, they were losing to good teams as well. They've consistently lost to good teams, but they were destroying the bad ones. So this would have been a spot where I would have looked to try to take Ladbach, maybe minus a goal and a quarter, minus a goal and a half. I'm not seeing great numbers on those. The one that I was thinking about was maybe them minus one, one and a quarter, and so just thinking about this more, I, I, don't, I think both of these, these are the two worst form teams in the Bundesliga right now. Schalke, obviously, it goes beyond just current form. They've just been awful the entire year. I'm going to try something and go Schalke 6-1. to one. <laughs> What? <laughs> Have you forgotten people the number one rule of this people, podcast? I know, I know. I'm breaking the, the two. The two. Well, there's, there's a few rules. That's number one. Number two is probably Ars Lull. Uh, there's a few consistent plays. Um, <laughs> the Newcastle fade trade was also a classic. I am going against the laws of gravity. I'm going against Newton's laws of physics. Uh, I'm going against any and all logic because I don't think people realize how bad Gladbach have been. You look at the city games, of course, who cares, right? It's Man City yeah. doing their thing. But domestically, they've been really, really bad. And I think you have to take that into note. If you think Schalke is only going to win once the entire season and not win again, I totally get it. I think they've got to probably find another place to win. This is the what is going on Bundesliga pick for me. Plus 600 Schalke. Let's ride. Wow. All right. You know what? With a pick <laughs> that gutsy, I think I have to tell you on it. I don't in oh any God. way agree with it. It's a massive stay away game for me. But, hey, it's 6-1. to one. If we're going to have a little fun, we're going to have a little fun. I am down to join you on that train, my friend. Oof. I, I am really disappointed to hear that, Tom, because now I'm scared shitless. So let's go. I mean, I'm only playing this for the kicks. Because if it hit, <laughs> here's the thing. It's probably not going to hit. I don't think that this is going to work out for us. The draw, Gladbach maybe even, definitely better bets. But if it does hit, I want to be able to be a part of that celebration. That's what I'm playing on here. Look, as we've made so much money against Schalke. 
<laughs> over the year, dare I say over the years in my case, uh, going back to last season, I think it's about time they make us some money in the win column. Let's see what happens. All right, let's see what happens. That's going to wrap up our slate for this weekend. Taylor, let's talk about some best bets here, why don't we? Yeah, so <clears throat> after all of the fun of a, of a plus 600 Schalke ticket and even an over, a rare over in the FA Cup in Western Manchester United, all three of my best bets are actually going to be unders, Tom. <laughs> all three are so, unders. So let's see what happens. Um, I am going to offer up that Friday play. So this is just a, a big shout out to our loyal listeners who have the notification set or ready the moment the episode drops to listen. Hopefully you have a couple of hours to get this in before the Friday game. Fulham leads United under two and a half minus 122. All of the stats point to an under there. I have to back the numbers. Give me the under two and a half. All right, I'm going to have to steal from my first play the other under that I really like this week before you can take it. Brighton, Newcastle, under 2.5, minus 152. That's my first best bet. All right, well, that was definitely going to be a follow-up. Um, I'll deviate. I'll deviate in the interest of the show. I'll, I'll defer. Um, Leicester, Manchester United. Screw the unders. I'm going to do one over, over 2.5 goals in that game i'll stick in the same game then and i'm gonna take man U plus 143 i just and think I might, that this team yeah. I, I i think i think this team is the better team here they're going to win this game ole needs a trophy it's it's time for them to get them done i'm putting it on the best bets record um i still advise you to check lineups before the game just in case but i'm putting it on the record there this last best bet is another one that if you want, feel free to check lineups because Chelsea constantly changes them. I don't think it'll matter. Chelsea can play their entire second team. And I feel pretty confident about this play. Chelsea, Sheffield United, under three, taking that flat number, which I don't love. I usually try to get a little bit more value, a little lower, but I do think I need the push protection there. Under three, minus 121. Oh, what? So now you're not. So, so you'll take a dog at six to one, but you won't take the 11 to one dog and ride it. <laughs> Sheffield, definitely not the play in that game. I agree with you on that under, which admittedly does scare me. But I think that she, even if Chelsea blows him out, they're not getting four goals in this one. Sheffield is not going to get you where you need to be. I like that play a lot. My final play is going to be another side here. I am taking West Ham. So I'm going with the home dog plus 180 over Arsenal. I still believe in fade Arsenal, even if it has bitten me the last two weeks. This team is going to be much slower off the block, I believe, than West Ham, who's had a full week of rest. They're at home. Give me them plus 180 to win this game. They've still been a good team. I look, I'm doing the play as well. Um, West Ham's still in the mix for top four. So I, yeah. at some point you're going to have to win more of these games. You know, we always say like, oh, the games that are right at the top of the table aren't the ones that define it. But again, Arsenal, not a team at the top of the table. We keep forgetting they're not in, the, in that kind of top six mix anymore. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a fantastic price for a team that might be better, just in, even in a vacuum than Arsenal, uh, West Ham. Yeah. So give me West Ham. All right, Taylor. So let's recap real quick here. I'm on... Brighton, Newcastle under two and a half. West Ham straight up. And man, you straight up as well. You have? 
Fulham leads under two and a half, laying a little bit of juice. I'm going over two and a half, laying a little bit of juice in Leicester, Manchester United. And I'm going under three, of course, laying a little bit of juice in Chelsea, Sheffield United. All right, that is going to do it for us here this week. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a fantastic weekend of betting. And remember to follow us on Twitter at TV at Work and at ATLT Will with one L. And don't forget to download the Book It Sports app today. Shout out to our friends over at Book It, the ones that host and drive our show. We love the app. They just released a brand new update. I have been messing around with it, Taylor. It is very schnazzy. So congrats to the entire Book It team for that. We are thrilled to be with them on this service. You can follow me on Book It at TV at Work as well. And you can follow Taylor at just T-Will with the one L. Download the app today and please hit us up. Let us know what your picks and plays are for this weekend. Let us know what you think of the show. Give us that five-star rating and review. It all helps us out. And, you know, see a friend, tell a friend. Be a friend of the podcast. Let other people know that you like what we're doing. And let us know as well. We'd love to hear from you. Taylor, have a great weekend. Looking forward to more betting action over this March Madness weekend. Best of luck to everybody in the hoops there as well. We will talk to you guys next week.